1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? Come to the right place, CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee,
2: it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227, 855-212 for CBS. Hour number two of our four-hour program. We are on every night from 10 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. Eastern which means 7 p.m. Pacific until 11 p.m. Pacific. And then in the mountain and central time zones, you have to do math to figure it out. So, hey, I'm in the central time zone. We've always had to figure out math. Although a lot of, they'll say 10, 9 central. So we've kind of been lucky. It's always been the mountain time zone that kind of got screwed on that. Um, I, I mean, that stinks. I would like to abolish time zones and all be on one time anyway. I know that's impossible but I think it would I think it would do a lot of good. I think it would do a lot of good. It would it would be hard. Some of us would have to deal with the dark at night or in the morning, but I think it would I think it would make this I think it would I want it. Anyway, um, that's for another show or maybe the final hour of the show. This hour, two nights from now, we will fire back up the Bartometer. The Bartometer is this piece of technology that I have crafted, my name being Bart. And I've crafted a machine that instead of like maybe some topics that I don't know that I'm too timid to give an opinion on or I'm just I'm having a hard time trying to figure it out, I insert the question into the Bartle meter and the Bartle meter tells us what the correct answer is. So on Thursday, it's going to tell us the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And we're going to try to figure out who, well, Mahomes is probably one but then we're going to try to figure out if if Lamar's number 2 where Josh Allen sits, where Brock Purdy sits, I, I think that's the real interesting one. Where Brock Purdy sits, what the Bart-o-meter says. Cuz you know, I've got I've got like yes, I'm a Packer fan and I don't like that the Niners beat us. So I've got like I've got thoughts about the 49ers and Brock Purdy, okay? But this this meter has no bias. So on Thursday, will insert the question into the machine, and then it will tell us. And it's bias-free, remember. So if if you do like the answer on Purdy, I'm not trying to, like, win any favors. And if you don't like the answer on Purdy, again, I'm just telling you the results. So that'll come up. That'll be on Thursdays, uh, hour number two here on the show. We're talking about Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions. That's what he woke up as today. And that's what he's going to bed as the commanders were flying out to talk to him and defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. And I guess they're just talking to Aaron Glenn. Cause Ben Johnson said he's not interested. He's 37 years old. He wants to stay with Detroit. He wants to have another shot at a Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, we don't know the full story. I'm kind of surprised he's passing up a head coaching job when he was the hot prospect for the last, you know, the better part of three months. He is taking a risk that there will be another job available for him. I've mentioned Eric Biennemi a lot because he's somebody who's been mentioned for 10 years, can't seem to get this job. And coincidentally, he is in this building, and they are like trying to interview everybody that's not him, but he would take that job in a heartbeat. So I think it's interesting. Let's talk for a few more minutes on Ben Johnson, and then uh, and then we'll dial something else up for the evening. But got some people that want to talk about Ben uh and coaches in general, i guess Rolando wants to talk about jim harbaugh Rolando what's up
3: hey how's it going
2: hey yeah i
3: just want to talk about uh harbaugh uh, I, I think he's gonna be uh beneficial for for herbert i mean he's done well everywhere he's gone he's an ex uh quarterback for the for the chargers and uh i i think he's gonna uh he's gonna he's coming with his uh his coaching staff from I believe Michigan and uh and he's going to be he's going to be able to to uh manage the uh, and handle Herbert uh properly I, I, I mean he's going to run the ball more that's for sure and uh I, I think he's going to do a good job and we have a high draft pick so I believe they're going to uh, pick a running back because they're going to run the ball more and uh, I, overall I'm just I'm just uh, fired up that we finally have a good coach and spanos uh, ponied up the money and uh, I'm excited for next season. Yeah,
2: you know, we don't know how uh, – thanks for the call, Orlando. We don't know how, like, even if Ben Johnson did take the job with Washington, we don't know how that would have gone. We don't, know, we don't know how some of these coaches are going to go. But I think a lot of people are going to assume that the Chargers will be good under Jim Harbaugh. And if not, like, the first year, if there's some growing pains, then the second. I think their odds to make the playoffs are favorable, more favorable than to miss the playoffs. There will be people that even with the Chiefs, even if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl two Sundays from now, they will still take the Chargers to win that division, even if it's just Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert. Even if they've got a lot to do on the roster, because that's enough. Those are two very good building blocks to start with, so I don't think there will be too many people taking the devil's advocate on uh, the point that Rolando just had. Brandon is in D.C. What's up, Brandon? Hey, Hey. Hey.
4: Um be honest with you, I'm actually kind of glad he turned the job out. I wasn't one who really wanted Ben Johnson here, not because I don't think he's a good coach. I just think that to get all this praise as the OC, I mean, granted, Jared Goff had an amazing year, but you got dogs like Armand Ross St. Brown and Gibbs and David Montgomery. Who knows? It could have been a magical run. But as far as him staying with Detroit, if he's comfortable there, stay there. Because if you're not comfortable here, you're not you don't wanna be here, you're not gonna do your best. Um, I think honestly the whole time I was rooting for Mike McDonald myself, just because he's knocked off this year everybody from underneath the Shanahan coach tree that he's faced. And they're spreading like wildfires through the league. So if we got a guy who can take care of the Shanahan tree we'll be good. And watch is actually a great place for a young up and coming coach because you got the fact when you have a new owner who Lifelong fan and willing to do whatever it takes to get the team back winning. You have 76 point something million under the salary cap to play with, the number yeah. two overall picks, and you have multiple pieces already there in line. So, and as far as Eric Bienni goes, like if you get Mike McDonald's, put Eric Bienni back in there, you're good. But he got the interview here, but I'm with you. I want to know why is this guy won so much and still hasn't been able to get a job. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's been every year uh, the, for the last like seven or eight years. Brandon, thanks for the call. He went to the place where he thought the coach would get fired. I mean, we all made the same joke. Oh, he's only going there because he he thinks so will And maybe that's uh, the, they didn't fire Ron Rivera till the end of the season, right? Because then they never they probably would have given Ben Piani the interim job, and they never even gave him that <laughs> guy. Can't guy can't even be an interim head coach. So I don't know what they're gonna do. As far as uh, Mike McDonald, I don't know much about this guy, all right? Defensive coordinator with uh, Baltimore. I don't think I want him to get any job, either job. And this is is unfair, but I don't, man, we got a Mike McDaniel and a Mike McCarthy, and now we're getting a Mike McDonald? I keep talking about how there's only 32 of these jobs, and there's going to be three guys with, like, the same name? That's too much. That's too confusing. Right? No. I thought I...
5: I, I mean, a, li- a little bit. You know, you know what I'm confused about? I, I don't what? know why... I don't know why there's not more of a fuss made about Eric Biennemi mean, not getting a head coaching job. Like, I, I think, like, that was... Well, I'm trying hot... to. I'm trying. Right, right. But it doesn't seem... No, and I give you credit for that, Bart, and I think you're spot on. Now, does it help his cause that the Washington commander sucked this year? Um, no, but I don't think they were terrible with how like offensively, I don't think they were the worst. I don't, I didn't see a drop. So I don't understand why more is not being made of that now, considering now he has all the experience actually being a play caller. Whereas when he was under Andy Reed, that was a lot of Andy Reed. Um, and listen, we, we all know he's more qualified than Doug Peterson was, Um, you know, and Doug Peterson obviously had a very similar role and then he ends up winning a Super Bowl as a head coach. And so, you know, that can be a successful template. We saw that with Doug Peterson. So I don't know why more of a stink is not being made of this this year than in previous years. Now you're saying enough and, and I give you credit for that, but why is that not a national story right now? Because it should be.
2: Well, I think like we all forgot about him, right? I mean, I'm not even sure Washington knows that he's still on staff. He
5: may not be there next year. I mean, in all seriousness, like, he may not have a – forget being a head coaching. Uh, you know, a head coach, he may not have a job. Every head coach typically brings in their own guys. I don't think you're going to be happy with Eric Panamy already there. You know what I mean? And, like, in, in the vacancy, I think you want, want to bring in your guy. I think that's why you become a head coach. You, you're you familiar with the guys that you knew coming up, and you're not going to go with the, the old head that you feel like is gunning for your job.
2: Also, I feel like uh – Seattle still is the other team without a head coach. I feel yeah. like they fee- they maybe would have taken that one back. They maybe like if Pete Carroll just showed up tomorrow and said, "Hey, I'm the coach again." Right? They'd be like, "Yeah, sure, fine." This you know we can't find
5: anybody. You know, I I like because to- if it was Dan Quinsman, the guy, why didn't they hire him? Right. And, and and the other thing is, I mean, Pete Carroll, even though he's not even necessarily a defensive guy, I tell you this much, and no disrespect to your Packers, he ain't giving up 41 points. Uh, and it could have been more if they didn't pull their first stringers in the fourth quarter. Um, I I would like to see Seattle do a mulligan with that. I would like them to admit that they were just wrong and allow Pete Carroll and give him the grace and the dignity to go out on his own terms. It's different with Belichick because he was losing at the end. Pete Carroll wasn't losing at the end. He deserved better than that. I hope they do some kind of mea culpa. Well, they never will. I recognize we, that. but We can haul, but they right. never will.
2: No, no, billionaires don't admit when they're wrong usually. I mean, I, I I don't think a lot of people
5: like to admit when they're wrong. P, the trolls on Twitter won't admit when they're wrong. Hey, listen, I was wrong. I, listen, I predicted the Lions were going to win. I predicted the Ravens were going to win. Now, my analysis was spot on. I just didn't get the uh, the result right. No, I've yet to hear you make a prediction.
2: You make defeat. <laughs> I said, I think the Ravens will win. You go, no, they have already won. They They win. I'm like, just say a prediction. Right. And you're like, no,
5: they win. I'm like, okay, no, well. but see, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm, strong on this because I believe the defense was the best defense in the NFL. They proved to be that in the second half. The rushing, yeah, you, attacks, you can't help
2: that they ran the ball six times as ex- their running back. Ex-
5: exactly. I mean, between Edwards and Hill, how do you have six total carries? It makes no, it makes no sense. How do you, as a Ravens offense, who minimally scores 25 points per game, how do you only put up 10 in NFC Championship game? It's, it's unfathomable to me. It's inconceivable. Like I, nobody saw that coming. Nobody.
2: Uh, let's get back to the phone lines, 855-212-4227. Talk to John in New Orleans. What's up, John?
6: Hey, good evening. I um want to talk with Ben Johnson, but can I comment on something you said earlier? Oh, sure, John. I don't understand why everybody keeps putting Justin Herbert as a top-five quarterback. He's never come through in the clutch. He's never succeeded. In spite of coaching, he, he has never put the team on his back or come through in a clutch game. I don't think he's top five. He's not better than Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Jackson. or All the two young guys love and CJ Stroud. he's He's definitely not better than Purdy. So I don't get it. The pundits, they just want him to be, but he has not proven it.
2: Well, I think he's gotten the benefit of the doubt for having an awful coach. And if he's, if he's not like, this is his time to step up. Cause he's either going to be one of those guys that you mentioned, or he's going to be Trevor Lawrence who, and I, we all like Trevor Lawrence. We all thought he was good coming out. Number one pick. But then if you look at his stats, he's basically, he's basically Daniel Jones with long hair. So we'll see next year with Jim Harbaugh, what's going to happen.
6: Well, yeah, well, look, he just should not be put in that category. He is not proven it at all. And what is the deal with everybody? Purdy has come through in two seasons. He's winning, and I don't know because if he's the last pick, but what, what is so hard about giving him credit?
2: Uh well, I personally will get continue to give him credit for winning. I just don't know that he's. I don't. I don't know that he's a top ten quarterback. I don't know that he does this on bad teams, but he wins. So what else are you supposed to say? That's really the criteria. We could talk about arm strength yep. and. And what's between the head and, and, and you know, accuracy, yeah. but he wins. And,
5: and John, Bart's not going to give Brock Purdy any credit, so just, just be ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, with,
6: with, with Ben Johnson, I just think, and this is only my personal opinion, he loves the culture where he is, and, hey, he may not feel he's ready, and why go into a job that you're not ready for, especially with a team that's on a rebuild? I just feel that way.
2: Yeah, that's a good point too, John. And again, we don't, I mean, he seems to like it in Detroit. That's what he said. Again, there might be more that we don't know. He just maybe just doesn't want to move or maybe doesn't think he's ready or I don't know. uh, Doesn't like Washington DC. The one time he might've been there. I don't know. I I don't know the reason behind it. it. It has been interesting though. There's been a lot of things in this coaching cycle that has been surprising. There's been a lot of people. Staying or not being fired. I mean, whatever the odds were on a parlay for at this time on January 30th for Mike McCarthy to still be the coach of the Cowboys for Nick Sirianni to still be the coach of the Eagles for Ben Johnson to still be the offensive coordinator of the Lions and for Bill Belichick not to have a head coaching job. I mean, what were the odds of that have been
5: What about Matt Eberfoo's part?
2: Matt Eberflus of the Bears would have spiked that one tremendously. All this stuff, like, there's a lot of things that have happened, or even, and then add Vrabel being fired and Carroll being fired. Like, there's a lot of the firings were a little unexpected in some areas. The the people that stayed were certainly unexpected, and it extends to the coordinators. Jeff is in Maryland. Hey, Jeff. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Bart? Hey, yeah, just talking about the. Uh, I think a lot of people are
7: forgetting about the rebuild in uh, Washington. Um, you know, Dan Snyder definitely did a lot of damage uh, down here uh, in Washington, and uh, the uh, the rebuild that Josh Harris is going to be doing is, uh, you know, they're going to have a lot of star power. They have Magic Johnson in there, and the, um, you know, with Ben Johnson coming in here, you know, it it probably wasn't definitely a, a money thing. It was more of just a Hey, um, you know I do like it here in Detroit, and I just want to stay because the money is definitely on the table with Josh Harris, who's definitely one of the wealthiest owners in the NFL now. And um, so I think that has to take a lot of consideration, and they want to groom somebody from the ground up, you know, a new a new uh, a new coach that's going to come in that's going to provide that um, that expertise, and then um, you know obviously it's going to take a couple of years. But they're going to be moving into a new stadium in 2027. So, you know, a long-term QB, long-term coach, and long-term players. Uh, I think that's going to be a great start. So, no one, Ben Johnson.
2: All right, yeah. Uh, Jeff, thanks for the call. And I, I would personally, if I if I was a head coach or if I was a coordinator and had the opportunity to be a head coach, I would jump at the opportunity to start with a rebuild. I would jump at the opportunity to start somewhere where I could really get my hands into everything and really make an impact and really have my influence uh, to have the number two pick, to pick a quarterback, to do that research, to figure out who you like. Obviously, you don't have the number one pick, so somebody else is going to help make that decision for you. But that first year, you can really, like, kind of pressure-free, just get the lay of the land. You know, yeah, losses will be tough, but nobody's expecting you to make a Super Bowl appearance. Nobody's expecting you to win 13 games. You can really build your kind of culture there and system, and then kind of make that strike. And I think sometimes for some of these coaches, and that's why you saw Dave Canales, good for him. Get that six year contract with Carolina is because you don't know how long your leash is going to be. They might give you a long contract, but you don't know. I mean, this is a, this is a very fickle league opinions change very quickly. It is results-oriented, but I think at least getting a guy in there and starting a program, you would have some time to, to turn it around. So I, I think that this would be a good job for Ben Johnson. Um, you know, maybe maybe if the Lions were bounced sooner, he would have taken one of these other jobs. I don't know how much this was anti-Washington and how much it was pro-Detroit. The uh, things that he's saying and the narrative, it, it sounds like it's pro-Detroit but we don't know i mean certainly he must not have been interested in seattle i don't know where the interest there was in him either but maybe one of these other jobs maybe he would have taken a job in atlanta maybe he would have taken the chargers job if offered maybe he would have gone to carolina with a 6 year deal i don't know and i guess we won't 8552124227 more on the coaching carousel as it looked like it was going to turn a little bit but still kind of stuck. We need to pop some more quarters in there. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart
1: Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show. Heard nighttime and nationwide, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio.
2: CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855 212 4 CBS. So we have filled some of these coaching vacancies in the NFL, right? And now two more teams are out. So maybe some of the coordinators will get plucked off from their teams. Um, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens is a name. You've got Todd Monkin, who is the offensive coordinator with the Ravens, who I think anybody's very keen on right now with the lack of a run game that they had going against the Chiefs. And then with Detroit, there's Aaron Glenn, who is still a candidate for the commander's job, it seems. And then Ben Johnson, who has taken himself out of the running. I think he should have been out of the running on Sunday when he ran a flea flicker twice, okay? The flea flicker doesn't work anymore. Nobody ever bites on that. When's the last time that hit? And if you're going to try it once, okay, I'm trying it twice. That That was the one play. The second time they did it, I'm watching that game, as we all were, and I'm thinking, twice fam, what you doing here? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So talking about those guys, talking about different candidates in general, and talking about it with you, the North American sports radio consumer. Kevin is in D.C. What's up, Kevin? Hey, yeah,
8: I wanted to uh, make two points. Um, I'm a Washington fan, and for one, I think it's an excellent job because we have, the, of course, the second pick in the draft, and we also have two. Uh, second round picks, and we have two third round picks. So that's three. We five picks in the top 100. So far as that, you know, being an excellent job, it's, it's, it's prime. I think it is the number one job. And then also, I wanted to uh, comment on the enemy. The enemy, he he he's a good coach, but he lacked the running game, just like Monkin did in that last in the AFC title game. The enemy didn't run the ball none this year. And you got a rookie quarterback, even in the preseason, in the uh, 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 training camps, they never even really practiced running game, a uh, running game. So, I mean, that might that might go against them. So, you know, because the team could have been a whole lot better off. The passing game would have been way better off.
2: Yeah, they were. I'm just doing a quick look here. They were 18th in passing yard average. The Commanders, they were. Twenty-seventh in rushing yard average scoring offense, they were twenty-fourth red zone offense, they were Oh, they were fifth. Hey. Okay. All right, Eric. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, depending on what stat you use, he could have been the guy. But you're um, saying no?
8: No, and I, I really think we need uh your uh uh special teams coach, Rich uh what is his name? Basaccia?
2: Yeah, Rich Bisaccia, special teams coordinator for the uh, Packers. Kevin, thanks for the call. Uh, I don't know. I was a big Bisaccia guy when he took over for the uh, Raiders the last time. Not the McDaniels time, but the Gruden time. He took over there, went 7-5 and five with them, did get to the playoffs, did lose a game. And just like the guys did for Antonio Pierce, they campaigned for him then. And I think he should have went with a job. And I think that part of the reason – that Mark Davis was so apt to go with Pierce this time around is because he made this choice once and it didn't work out for him. The Packers special teams. If I'm just judging it on that, I've been disappointed with the I've been disappointed with, with that unit. Now, how much of that is him? Well, I think a lot, he's the coach of it. You You had a lot of guys not understanding their positions, their assignments. I wasn't impressed with it. And if the defensive issues weren't so prevalent, like a lot of people, I don't know, at the beginning of the season knew that Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, and you learned about it because their defense was so bad until it wasn't, but then he still got fired. I don't, I think Versace would have got a lot of criticism too. So I I don't know, 63 years old, maybe the head coaching opportunity has passed him by. Um, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that would be, but again, maybe he's a better coach than coordinator. Some guys are better with the opposite agenda. Some guys are better coaches than uh, coordinators, but I really haven't heard because when he got hired in green Bay, I thought, Oh, this is this one and done. Cause he was such a hot prospect and you know, who, who didn't want him, but maybe the, the sign was he didn't find a job better than special teams coordinator in green Bay, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. Chris is in Maryland. Hey, Chris. Hey there, Bart. Um, Hopefully I can tie this together. Um, You were mentioning about
3: analysts and reporters and reporters and analysts. Well, Bermuda Esiason declared that it was a lock that Ben Johnson would be the next head coach here in Washington. Um, Then doubled down. I think he has that weekly show with Chio. I want to say, picking stuff, and that's where I heard it. And I was just wondering, being a colleague on CBS Radio, you might be able to find out some info there. Or maybe if that doesn't work, try to put that into the Bardo meter and see. Because I'm kind (laughs) of curious to see, did he interview with the Seattle too? I thought he was due to interview with Seattle as well, Mr. Johnson. But that was all I had. And appreciate your show. Nice listening to you.
2: I don't know too much about the ins and outs of that specific uh, claim. What I can say is sometimes people in the business – are given information that is true when they're given it, but then changes. So it might have been true when they were given it, and then it changes. And then there's sometimes people in the business are given information that is not true, but then somebody wants it reported, and then when it doesn't happen, chef, we look stupid. So, so but, that's why. Yeah, that's why.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I have never attempted breaking news. Good for you. In any way. Well, let me. And I've had nuggets. <laughs> Actually, it's shockingly surprising how few people would call into my show all the time and be like, hey, Bart, I've got this nugget. Uh, the This guy's going to be the offensive coordinator uh, for the Bears. And I'd be like, how do you know that? Oh, my friend's cousin's dad. <laughs> I go, "That that is the dumbest. And then it happened two days later. And
5: I could have reported it, but no. So, Bart, this isn't – well, first of all, you have integrity, so more, more power to you. Um, I, I've, I've walked the halls with Boomer. Uh, Marco has walked the halls with Boomer. We, we've seen Boomer a lot in our 10-plus years at CBS Sports Radio. Um, he's one of the nicest people you will ever meet. He is also incredibly plugged into the NFL. So if he's making a statement about a potential head coach, um, about a potential job opening up and who's going to get that, I promise you – He's not just saying something and floating it out there because he thinks he's going to make a good soundbite. There's legitimacy to what he's saying. Now, I do have the clip pulled up if you and the audience wants to hear it, Bart.
2: I think it would add context and enhance the program. So okay, sure. I would uh, like to hear that. Yes.
9: I'll tell you who the best coach available is to make him the best part he can be. His name is Ben Johnson. He's the offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Never been runs, head coach, though. I know. Runs an unbelievable offense. But he's going to be the head coach of the Commanders. I told you that. So you're telling me that's that's a lock. Yeah. Head coach of the Commanders. Yes. Ben Johnson. Yes. Green assault spot? Nope. Lock spot. Lock spot. Lock spot. And I'm telling you what's going on in Atlanta. Okay. I'm telling I'm you. you. Oh, the whole thing with the. Belichick uh, sits down with Arthur Blank. They have a great meeting. Mm-hmm. Belichick knows. Look. I want I want a tight building. I want everybody in that building to be pulling in the same direction. I am not stepping in, I don't have to because I'm Bill Belichick. I'm not stepping into a building where I have to inherit certain people at certain levels of the organization.
2: Hmm. I don't know that he was ever reporting that as fact there. I think that was more of a that was more of a like a like just a host saying something he thinks
5: yes or no yes and and by the way like Boomer like I've I, I I know Boomer not as well as other people in the building but I've I've talked to him enough to know what he is saying is if I had to venture is absolutely from the most reliable source or somebody who is a personnel member of management for Washington that gave him this information and you know what sometimes they're wrong. I, I, this is not this is not an indictment against Boomer Asiasen. I believe he was given legitimate information. And to your point, I think this is him just offering his MVP insight. That's what I that's what I think this is. And and I'm and by the way, like Boomer Asiasen is is one of the most respected people in our industry. So he's not going to risk his reputation to just say something because it sounds good.
2: Yeah, no, I I believe that when he said it, he probably thought that it was going to happen, and I think a lot of people thought it was going to happen, and then uh, then it didn't happen. Because Ben Johnson had a change of heart, and I do, I do go back to what I said earlier. We are two days removed from a horrific loss. I wonder if maybe they lose last week. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I wonder how much the loss and the freshness of it still. I wonder how much that like it's literally it's forty nine hours since that game ended. And this guy's got to make the biggest decision of his life, or he can just stay status quo for a little bit as a 37-year-old when there's people coaching into their 70s. You know, maybe that factors in. Uh, let's talk to Jason in Jersey. Jason.
3: North Jersey, what's up, Bart? Listen, I need your advice for something, but before I do so, on this Ben Johnson thing, whatever, he didn't want to take the job This is. Regardless, of, this is a choice. But don't you think you would have taken the interview just for the experience of of uh, you know interviewing? My my question to you, Bart. I made a months ago. I made a four game of a futures parlay. It's a four leg parlay. So the Bucks and the Nuggets going to the finals, doesn't matter who wins, and the Niners and Chiefs Super Bowl. I put a hundred bucks. It pays thirteen thousand. They want to cash me out at nine. What do I do?
2: They want to cash you out at nine thousand. Nine hundred, brother. Oh, nine hundred
3: Yeah, yeah. After Sunday's games, they want to give me nine, nine hundred. And, and so it, you it per, 13, you 000.
2: you bet exact matchup. So it has to be Bucks Nuggets. It has to be the parlay was four, was, was four legs, uh, Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Doesn't
3: matter who wins. And your Bucks and Nuggets to meet in the NBA Finals. As you know, I already got two of them. They want to give me nine hundred, but it pays thirteen stacks. What do I do? I, and you know what? That's a lot of money for me, 13 stacks. I'm not going to lie.
2: That's a lot of money lot for of anybody. Money. I mean, um, not everybody.
3: Even 900 right now is, is, is you know, I don't – what do I do, brother?
2: I'm about to lose 36 bucks on Daily Fantasy tonight, and I'm, like, pissed. So, uh, yeah, hundred's a lot. Um, what do you do? What do you do? Well, I, just, I, I don't trust –
3: Boston's looking too good, brother. I know Nuggets are going to get there, but Boston's looking
2: tough. Well, so here's here's the thing that I would suggest because you already hit half of it and the yeah. other half of that is not going to be known for another 4 or 5 months. So, I don't think that $900 is going to go away anytime soon. Like I don't you don't need to make this decision before the Super Bowl, right? Cuz you got mm-hmm. that part. Now the other part yeah. is dependent on what happens with the finals. So, I would let it ride for a little while longer. I mean, even if like Jokic and Giannis... An injury
8: happens, right? Yeah, then it's I mean, going to go down
2: job. a couple hundred. Then I think they still give you... Uh, but but I don't... No, but I, I, mean if
3: somebody to the Celtics gets hurt, maybe, then I'll feel better about you letting it rock out. That's what you're trying to I would run, think
2: because you know? I would think the closer you get, I believe if we're playing deal or no deal here is what we're really doing, I think you will get... I think they will start to increase that rather than decrease. I think like, even if we get to the point where it's may or let's say April and the bucks are the three seed and the nuggets are the two seed, like, okay, now they might be offering 1400 or, or 1500. So it feels like there's a sense of urgency because the super bowl is coming up. I would let it ride a little bit
3: longer. Okay. I'm going to do that. Thank you, Bart.
2: Appreciate you.
3: Well, I, I uh... <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to
9: get mad. Trust okay, me. okay, okay, okay,
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Here, Here's what I'm saying. I'm not telling you what to do. I know you're not. I'm just going to take your advice. I am telling you what I would do. Yeah. What I would your, do...
3: Your advice makes sense, though. I didn't think about that part, about how, how it's not going to decrease. Because it,
2: it feels like there's a sense of urgency because it's like, oh, the Super Bowl's right here, and I got... But there's not. There's still four yeah, yeah. months for this. But, okay, so essentially, well, you have made yeah. a separate bet. You've qualified into this next bet. You essentially yeah. have time.
3: Yeah, but I'm saying I don't want to wish this. But I mean, you know, what happens if visit somebody in the Celtics gets hurt, and that makes the Bucks pass to the finals easier? You feel me? And no, I'm thirteen thousand. I do. Thirteen thousand.
2: I don't. I, I. I don't think like the Bucks and Nuggets are going to. I don't think that's going to be the finals matchup. But I think you can. Face. I think you can make some more money off of this before you cash out.
3: I'll show you. I'll show you. Yeah.
2: yeah. Right, thank yeah. you, man. All right, good You're luck your on brother.
3: your bets. Thank you, brother. Ciao.
2: Oof, Jason in Jersey. Uh, Shep, do you have any opinion on that one, or are you not a betting man? I work in radio. I can't afford to bet. But from a logic standpoint, I think what I said was sound. I, I agree, and I like how he said chow at the end. It's a classy,
5: yeah, a classy ch- program you got there, Bart.
2: Ciao? Yeah. Uh, uh, I used to... Speak a little German. Chuse is also another one. Chow
5: is the different. A few different languages. I think French also. <laughs> you know what they say about German people? Vastas. Um, typic- that. that oh, I don't know what that means. Uh, I said, "What's that?" Typically, very Kinda. good. Typically, very good-looking people. Hmm. Um. I don't think they say that. They definitely do. You know why You know I know this because uh, Zverev, um, the tennis player. Is a very good looking guy. And I just happen to point that out. I'm like, man, that's like, that guy could be a model. I'm not gonna lie. And someone goes, German people are very good looking people. And this is something um that has been said to me multiple times.
2: Well I could keep this going, but the analytics tell me we are late for Marco Belletti, so it's the Bart
1: Winkler show on CBS Sports Radio. is the Bart Winkler Show. Listen Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports
2: Radio. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. And if you have a phone with letters on it, again, it's 855 212 C B S again. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here and we are talking NFL with you. In this case, you means Greg in Michigan. What's up, Greg?
10: Oh my God, Bart. It's the warrior. Mr. Positive. Hey, I got to tell you, um, I'm so happy for, uh, Ben being a part of the lions. I mean, he's definitely going to help, uh, Danny gamble, Campbell, and hopefully uh, Mr. Glenn will come along and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, there's a lot of continuity. They know how we play. They're, um, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I think we're going to be Super Bowl bound next year. I really do. I, I sense it. Our core is still with us. Um, we're growing as a team. And just real quick, I think Casey's going to open up a can of whoop-ass on uh, San Fran. But, uh, yeah, Ben Johnson is a brilliant young man. He could have went, but he knows what we have here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just feel that, uh, Bart, it's just uh, a good uh, core unit here. And I think, uh, you know, I think we're going to go places. I'm worried a little bit about Green Bay. Um, cause because Green they, Bay's amazing, yeah. Oh, you stop it! You, I forgot about that. Hey, you
2: know the football's all yes, well sir. and good. I got, I got a, I got a more pressing question to to ask you. Um you got it. I, I call you Greg, and I heard Ryan Hickey call you Gregory. What, what are we, what are we supposed to call you here?
10: The Warrior, Mister Positive, or uh, uh, Chris Cuomo Jr.? No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter, Gregory, Gregory, uh, Greggy Pooh. Um the shape. Ooh, Greggy Poo, I
2: like. Yep, Greggy um, Poo. Yeah. Now, I, well, I assume a, you're a one you're a one G man, right? Not a Greg with two Gs.
10: Very good, very good. Yes, I okay, am Okay. Bart, okay. Uh, one G. One G. Yeah. Um, we have a gentleman named Woji. Because
2: I'm Bart uh, with one team. T. Some people get that confused, but
10: Yeah. And uh, we have a guy named Woji and I call him Woji Poo. And every time he goes to a game. And real quick about uh, Boomer oh. Sison, Mike Valenti who does a thing with uh, him. I'm going to have to uh, see if Michael can get to the uh, truth. I can't believe Boomer's wrong. Uh, I was surprised that uh, he didn't realize that Ben was going to stay. Um, I am so pleased. But, uh, Bart, uh, keep up the great work. You got the greatest producer in show business history with Dave. I call him Dave, Dave, or Shep Baby. Uh, you can't go wrong. You guys make a great team, and you got a lot of great callers. And as always, everybody, Go for your dreams. Without your dreams, uh you're empty and uh, it's it's a very sad existence.
2: Oh wow, what we're do? adding on to the slogan. All right, yeah. all right, Greg. Thank you, Greg. You betcha. You betcha for calling tonight. Um all right, so he likes the Kansas City Chiefs to roll over the Niners. Do you, Shep, have a, like an initial read on this game? Um, my initial read on the Super Bowl, and again it's hard because it's really hard to bet against either of these teams. You're gonna Whoever you bet against, if you're wrong, you're going to feel dumb. You're going to be like, oh, how did I not see it coming? Even with just a prediction and no financial wager on the line. Right. I uh, I have a – and again, I don't know if my brain is telling me what my heart wants it to. Yeah.
5: But I think the Chiefs are going to have a very successful evening. Well, I'm still getting over the Chris Cuomo Jr. and Gregory. Um, but other than that, look, I – you can't bet against – the most clutch quarterback of our generation, and also the most clutch tight end. And Andy Reid has seen everything. And if history bears any kind of repeating, Kyle Shanahan on the biggest stage always finds a way to choke. So that alone would tell you that it's the Chiefs that are going to come up big. And listen, they held that Ravens team to 10 points. And granted, there was a fumble in the end zone, but I, I don't see the 49ers exploding on the Lions in the second half the way um, that they're going to be able to do against the Chiefs.
2: I don't know. It's just, Again, I go back to who are the guys that beat Tom Brady? It was never the elite quarterbacks. It was Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Sometimes to beat a genius, you, <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat him with a genius.
5: You need to beat him with this... Random ass dude like Brock Purdy, sure, but 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 it was the de- you and I both know this part. It was the defense both times against Brady with the Giants that won it, and then with the Eagles, that was just that was just a Nick Foles getting absolutely steam hot at the right time. You mean like
2: how Brock Purdy got steam hot in the fourth quarter <laughs> with his legs? I mean, yeah, is, is
5: Brock Purdy all you guys want to say Brock Purdy is
2: Joe Montana and Steve Young? Can we at least see if he's Nick Foles first? I know, but I don't think Foles had a bad half in that
5: entire 2017 postseason run.
2: Oh uh, yeah, Brock Purdy's first half was garbage. Everybody, everybody forgets how bad he was in the first half. Everybody forgets for
1: garbage.
2: Uh, the second half was less garbagey than the first. Brock Purdy was the best running back on the field that day. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.